0: strapped in the trenches, making moves going all out, everyday handle business, you know that the hustle don't stop, got my team, let's get it, reviewing books and talk stocks, steady keep it moving, so you gon' wanna tune in, get low down. it's an app, get local food on demand, delivery right to your home, everything in the palm of your hand, took hard work and dedication, come through, join the conversation, this is history up in the making, we just wanna be an inspiration, Hey, let's go. Welcome
1: to another episode of Bootstrapped in the Trenches. got the whole crew here today. We have Aisha Brown coming on as a guest, really special guest. She is at Microsoft Data Analytics and AI, she focuses on. So I'm really fascinated. She actually, I discovered her on Clubhouse. She was moderating the stockroom chat on Sundays, which I'll have to ask her. It seems like that's kind of fizzled out because people ran out of stocks to bring up. It was like it, it was such a dominant room the first few weeks. And speaking of which, we have to get back on. We completely slipped the last couple of weeks on that. We do. So, we should, so, we should, uh, tomorrow. Well, Thursday, we'll get on the horn with Jake and get that going again. But Aisha, it's cool. We even had Max Lerner on. You know, guys, I know we're all big, we're in the tech business. It's crazy, though, thinking about the positives of social media. I know there's been a lot of negativity around it the last few years with FOMO and people being upset about missing out on things. But when we think about the positive nature of it, you get to connect with someone you never would have otherwise. That's what makes social media so great. And Aisha is a prime example of that because we never would have ever connected with her if it wasn't, Oh, well, we're on clubhouse. Who's moderating this chat. That's quite the responsibility. I wonder what she's up. With. So that's what's cool about the world we live in. And you never know what those connections lead to. So, you know, she's really in, interested in tech. She's had quite the the background. She was in the Marine Corps. Uh, so I'm very curious to hear how that journey led to Microsoft. And uh, yeah, she seems really cool. She's from Queens, New York. So lives out in San Diego now. So we'll be having her on in, in about 30 minutes. We've got quiz uh, game Sean coming on in a few minutes. We all got our packages. But Dan, before that, you wanted to break down
2: NFTs a little bit? Well, no. I mean, I have nothing to break down because I, I almost feel like you should break it down. It's just crazy that in the last week or two, it's taken over. I mean, people are buying tweets now. People are starting to buy pictures that are quote-unquote NFT is. Mike, could you kind of explain what it is? I mean, I know so a little
1: bit. I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to sum this up. It's basically a, a non-fungible token that ha- it allows authenticity. I think the big thing to think about with this, it can't be duplicated. There are unique NFTs where there's no theft possible. I think the reason this really took off was because when you think of assets in the world that have a lot of potential theft around it, like the art world, for example, you start seeing people flipping that around and thinking, wait a minute, we live in a digital world now. That's a dope portrait. How could I take ownership of that? And I know that, like we always talk about in the world, guys, everything's built on a trust system. So naturally, what we've seen with NFTs is if somebody thinks something is worth something and enough people think that, then it is worth something, which we've seen with Bitcoin and at the end of the day, NFTs are not usually interchangeable. So it's unique for the user, which is in contrast to Bitcoin and any many of the utility tokens, when you think about it, that are fungible in nature. So this allows a user to really feel important. That's how I look at it with NFTs. All I know
2: is it's causing the price of Ethereum to go up. Because I think yeah. all of this is taking place on Ethereum. Like, that's how the money exchanges. So, yeah. like, anyone who's selling their tweets, I'm pretty sure they're collecting their payment via Ethereum.
1: Well, Dan, and if you realize, yeah. this is why I broke down to you guys a few weeks ago, why Ethereum is going to be so valuable now for startups, right? Because you can build applications off of that mentality now with Ethereum yes. 2.0. Where it's like, oh, Corey Aronson's launching an app, say our concept, which you know, we'll get, we'll dive into it at some point, but where you could challenge somebody. And it's at some point, that's the world we live in. It's like, what is this worth to Corey Aronson? He can create his own NFT. Dude,
0: so, someone just bought a picture, a digital picture of a Dogecoin cat for $70,000 for 45 Ethereum they, they paid. It's like, I think NFTs are, are awesome, but- it's, it's getting so saturated and what people think are valuable is is just crazy. But, I mean, that's the thing with collectibles in general. Um, you never know what someone might want or pay for it. It's just, it goes
1: back to the whole, it's crazy when enough people rally behind anything. Back in the day with trading cards, Pokemon, like you name it. I remember I was collecting Star Wars cards back at one point. And I, I just not understand, it's
2: like, People who are buying the tweets specifically, like someone I think bought Jack Dorsey's first tweet for over two mil. Where, how yeah. are they getting ownership of that tweet? Like, they're not. So someone has to,
0: tweet. someone has to register it in the blockchain, which makes it unique, and then that person puts it for sale. So th- does like for that? Does Jack Dorsey have to put that for sale? How that? That's a great question. Yeah, like, did for he sure. register that? Yeah,
1: sorry. That's or yeah. I mean or whoever's in charge of that well, account yeah. account or whatever.
2: He put it for sale. But then, my question yeah. is once somebody bought it from him, what actually physically happens with that tweet that makes it where the person who bought it for, or is this where this is just kind of above the way I'm even talking about this right now? And that's what the whole NFT is. is well, that, that has, is,
1: it's a non fungible yeah. token. So, yeah, it allows you to, you. Uh, yeah, basically have an authentic version. I get it. Without being replicated. Like, there's no way to cheat that. There's I no way to it. is
2: that, though. When you really break it down, that someone paid over $2 million for essentially... Digital ownership over something that they don't, they can't even actually have. Like well, you know what goes to, to really
1: that goes back to why I told you a few years ago why I was so bullish on Bitcoin and everyone. When people were like, "Oh well, no, gold. People, gold is the thing." It's like, well, that's because people believe it's the thing. Then, yeah, like you, you, I know it hit when I told you a few months ago where I was like, "Dude, all these young kids are just on their phones. Are they going to be more enamored by digital it. or physical?"
2: I get all that, but still, this is a perfect time to whip the out. Yesterday. I'm walking around downtown Charleston and I'm at some market and I bought this. <laughs> what is that because it's just it's awesome. And, and it lights up. Look at this. When it's dark, this whole thing lights up. I, it's just so cool. And these things, <laughs> there's a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. And it was made from a 3d printer and I went up wow. and there was wow. like a bunch of different masks and some of them were like really fascinating. And I was just like, I just have to get this mask. And my whole thing is like, <laughs> I spent, Fifty dollars on this physical thing because, like, I could look at it, I could touch it, I could put it on. And how could somebody spend over two million dollars on a tweet that they don't even own in any sense of like the materialistic term that that's you know it's what I a mean? Status symbol. Yeah. About Why does anyone? I feel the same way. It? Yeah. Well, like, when you say it's a status symbol, it's like okay. So when somebody goes over to your house and you have, yeah, dude, like, check this out. I
1: got Jack Dorsey's first tweet. Way like, it's like what do you mean? Got an autographed stick that was no, game but but no that's
2: different because the no, it's not. Stick, okay. Well, explain that to me then because it, if, dude, it's,
1: it's the same mentality of someone taking ownership of a novelty, right? Where no, I okay, get that, there's only a so, amount of these,
2: right? Again, no, like let's say someone comes over and you have like a man cave of a basement and you have an autographed stick of some goalie that you know, Patrick Waugh or whatever. That's something that's there. And it's like, oh, what's that? It's like, oh, that's my autograph step. You can put and up a hologram
1: in the, same, in the same mentality, though, where it's like, oh, look at this projection. This okay, is so it's my old Jack Dorsey's
2: tweet. Oh, so it's, it's not the...
1: No, it's, it's not. not, not. A, I'm just saying you can... It's It's all digital. It's not like you can put it on the wall. I'm just saying it, that's just a what you think it is, right? It's I'm like, just curious. Okay. So
2: when you say it's the status symbol, it status is. symbols are things you can typically see, touch, or else how, how does somebody else recognize it? The touch yeah. is the
1: big difference, Dan. I think that's where the physical touch versus the virtual touch. We're in a different world. These young kids are not enamored by physical things the way. It would be one thing if this was like
2: somehow, and this is maybe where it'll get. It's not like we all have – like crypto profiles, where all of a sudden, like I see Mike Rowland owns Jack Dorsey's Twitter, you know, and maybe that's where it's going to go. Oh, that
1: is exactly where we're heading when you but think about
0: bartering and trade
2: yeah, and auctions. Like like yeah.
0: Yeah. It's definitely going that way. But yeah, for me, I feel the same way as you, Dan. Like I would never want something if I couldn't physically place it somewhere. So we're, also, or, we're, we're a different generation, right? When we think yeah, about totally. Uh, yeah, totally. What are these prices? Are these prices inflated just because people think these are great investments? That's my question. Like, they think that, okay, that tweet will be worth 10 million in a few years. And point, really a care about- yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of these are just people are buying in too high, and I feel like it could be dangerous. They're like, oh, well, NFT, I, think it's I have a to cycle get in. Like,
1: anything you see, certain things like come in and out of fashion with collectibles. So we'll probably see something similar with this where it's like, Oh, peak value. What was some idiot paying that for that tweet? It might fall off for a bit, but then down the road, it'll be like, Oh man, I can't believe that guy got that for only two mil.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, I just, I know this is like the, I, common, yeah,
2: but...
0: <laughs> the common examples, like the Mona Lisa where people always bring up uh, all right, like a LeBron James clip. You can just go to YouTube and watch it. Like I just I know it's valuable, I just don't get why. Cause like but that part, you just the summed same up thing. why it's valuable. I know it's the,
1: it's the rarity aspect of the Mona Lisa. There's one Mona Lisa, there's right, one right. Jack Dorsey first tweet,
0: right? But <sighs> there's there's one clip, but at the same there's one Mona Lisa, that's the original. I get that, but like that same one clip that you own, I could still watch that exact same clip and get the same exact feeling from watching that clip. Like Seeing a fake, I don't know, maybe I'll get that feeling, but you know that you're going to that museum and seeing the real one, it's different.
2: I I think like we're talking about,
0: it's a status symbol.
1: If someone is like, oh, you know, who knows what's behind that? Everyone has their own reasons for being car people, cards people, who knows? Someone is pumped as hell right now to tell the world they have Jack Dorsey's first tweet for some reason. Who knows what it benefits them for? Maybe it's not. I don't know what
2: the dumbest money ever spent in all time, or something really smart. You know, they always make the comparison, or not make the comparison, but they always talk about how like I forget how long ago it was, but people ordered a pizza to prove like with Bitcoin to prove that you like buy something with it. And now when they look back, it was like a twenty five million dollar pizza when you look at like how Bitcoin's evolved in the price. Yeah. So
1: But that person also could be on a level of they already are so far ahead of the game where it doesn't even matter. That's I mean, a lot of times just... I think with those things where it's like, oh, this person must be in agony. I don't think so. Anyone that's that far ahead of the curve, I don't if you think you have they two mil go.
0: to just drop on that, they're just Yeah, you know, it's like what, that
1: guy must have a fortune. He's like, I need to
0: diversify and and get ahead of the
2: curve. And can
1: justify dropping that kind of money on a tweet that isn't physical? I'm just
2: I'm just wondering if like there's an actual physical digital place where you're like now looking at that like almost like when you go on a computer and you look at your desktop and you have like all your files arranged and you could look at like a file like. Is that how this is? Where when you own that first tweet from Jack Dorsey, there's like somewhere where you're able to like access it, look at it, like claim that you own it. You know what I mean? And if I so, mean, yeah, there, there, claim must, claim there must be. Ownership. There's no doubt
0: you're yeah, able. There to is a claim of ownership, but I, I do like. I wonder if there's like a like a zip file or something you get.
1: hundred <laughs> percent. I believe there is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 There, I there really
2: mean, the cool. The, yeah. What and I love I about wonder, it like, is. is that, on Coinbase, like what? What is that? What does that look yeah. like? I almost want to buy it's it on the blockchain. Just say,
0: yeah, it's on the block. Everything's on the blockchain chain through smart contracts. And I, it's, I don't, here,
2: it's
1: like me and you tr- just no, having we're okay, all When you say it's
2: on the blockchain, like right now, I own Ethereum through a Coinbase app. Does that mean yeah. like it, that's like kind of the blockchain? So does that mean that? If I'm buying a tweet and it's on the blockchain, like am I able to basically access that tweet through my Coinbase account? Like I'm able to access it. Well, not not through
1: your Coinbase account for that specific situation. But at the end of the day, Coinbase is an exchange, Dan.
2: So if I went went on right now and bought a tweet, how would I receive it is what I'm asking. You would
1: definitely, I believe you get a zip file. I don't know what the actual file format is, to be honest with you, but there's no doubt you receive. I think Corey is looking up now. But yeah, um, you get some sort of actual it's, ownership of it, like physically.
2: It's definitely a fascinating thing that's happening kind of right in front of our eyes with all of this, where the way I'm kind of looking at it is it's almost like crypto slash the blockchain is starting to become a real thing, even though... The it's realness of it is well, now that,
1: it's what this is leading to is commonplace. That's where we're heading. Well, yeah, when like, you things are you
2: There's exactly. also like the stuff going on with the sports cards and like, yeah, and where do you features, think that's like, heading
1: though? That's allowing people to become comfortable with commerce when you think no, of trading. No, I, I know, I'm just yeah, yeah I'm just acknowledging
2: think, how far it's all come because a year ago, it you know, no one really knew what crypto was going to actually be. And now you could like attach things to it where it's like, oh, this is actually happening well, you know, it's it's authenticity. Actually.
1: That's the big thing. I think it's a huge trust
2: layer. That's the one yeah. different. Yeah. That I mean, really- if you like really research Ethereum, there's like hundreds of millions, if not billions, of dollars of interactions that are like taking place on the Ethereum platform.
1: Dude, that talk I don't know happened. how that
2: transitions into the value of an Ethereum coin, but yeah. Because
1: of usability for new
0: startups, when you think about so yeah, how they're going to interact
1: and build, that there's a ton so of market.
0: Valuable. There's a bunch of marketplaces where you can go and buy. There's Nifty is the most common one. Gateway, Maker's Place, Super Rare, and then the NBA Top Shot is where it kind of all started. And that's just NBA Top Shot. And I've been literally registered for three weeks. I can't even get on. My brother has an account. Every time we try to get a pack of cards. We're like one out of ninety thousand people just waiting in line, and it's we never get there. It's crazy.
2: That is crazy. Yeah, my buddy who recently moved to Boulder, he works for this company that kind of does like the whole uh, initial public offerings, like IPOs of sports cards, where you could like buy shares of a sports card, and then it goes so public cool. like thirty days later, and then three or four days a week for like a couple hours, you could like trade the value of the sports card. And apparently these things, you know, people, and then what will eventually happen is a collector will come in and bid to actually buy the physical card. So let's say like the IPO of a card is like $2,500 or $10,000. And then maybe it trades up to like $250,000. And then if a collector comes in and offers like 350 grand for the card, all the shareholders of the card basically vote on it and decide whether or not to take the offer. And that's how they all get paid out.
0: It's pretty yeah, cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Really, it's
2: cool. really cool. There's a there's a bunch of companies doing it.
3: Let's get I Parker like
2: on here. Parker Pennington. There he is.
3: Wow. Hello everybody and welcome to Win Micro. Oh, wrong. Kidney music. Wait, Win Mike Parker, Roland's
2: lunch. Don't to
1: start with Dan eating something from last Parker week. Parker looks
3: like he hasn't showered in
2: three weeks.
3: Parker showers uh, once a month because uh, people prefer his natural essence. If you know what I mean.
2: Doesn't Parker kind of strike you as a guy that might be a little smelly? <laughs> it's the yeah. '70s. Everybody's a little bit smelly. Are you me? Yeah, what do me? you expect? They didn't he like puts that, off right? that like musty smelly vibe of that guy that you'd be stuck next to on a train where you're just wow. like someone yeah. someone's
1: asking for it for You know,
2: a, you know, Dan, you're throwing
3: out a lot of insults for a guy who owes a punishment. Why don't you yeah. get out that package there? Yeah,
1: seriously. Where's
3: this uh... <laughs> let's see it. Wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got the Corey. Bean, uh, Corey jelly beans. beans. Right. Hold on to those <laughs> for later. I got those. Look at the other kidding. package, the package from last week, the one that's sitting around. Only,
2: this is the only package I have right now. Absolutely out of here. not. You have two I other packages. Where is this you without knowing who was in it?
0: That's, that's a that's a dangerous package. I don't mind Dan doing that. One.
3: Where is yeah, the one you this, had last week? This is it. You had one last week. You. It's motion. on the other side
2: of the house. It would take me twenty minutes to get it. And I live, in, an I live in a mansion. You don't live in a mansion. Dude, he's been selling NFTs. Yeah, I've been selling NFTs. I literally bike around my house. That's how big it is. Parker, you got to prank this kid hard now. He keeps dodging bullets. This
3: is unbelievable. You're going to get it hard
2: next week. I'm a package, not think about it. And I was like, whatever whatever it is, it's going to be a Parker Pennington kind of package. So here we have it.
3: Let me take a look at my future app here. It says that you got delivered something else in that same package that those beans were in no no
2: there were i have like three packages from you i'm just grabbing one of them because I. Dan's he's strategically
3: not around it right now yeah. I, I really well,
2: didn't know i didn't think it mattered which one i grabbed
3: well we'll hang on to those everyone have your uh jelly beans ready because everyone's got them now that's a new element to the show but let's get it rolling now and today on wing mike roland's lunch Corey and Dan are going to try and win Mike's lunch. Are they going to do it? You've seen the show before. Let's get started. Dan, since you're the smart ass, let's put you up first. Your categories are, for round one, three categories to choose from. They are, all right, this 1976 internet is bullshit, but let's keep it rolling. Seed money, the fast and the furiously going to the bathroom, or Lego Mike's lunch.
2: Lego Mike's lunch.
3: Lego Mike's
2: lunch. Ego waffles
3: here. were invented in 1953 in San Jose, California. What was the original name of Eggo waffles? Was it Papa waffles, Minute waffles, Insta waffles, or Froffles? I'm
2: going to go with Minute waffles. That sounds like a 1950s type of name. It
3: really They're does. And that's why I put it in there.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wow. It was
3: frothles, fr- wow. frozen waffles. Oh,
2: man. Can't you totally picture I thought, it all like a radio ad from the 1950s? Like, get your one-minute waffles, one-minute waffles now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
3: I knew I would get you. That's why I put it there. Corey, how's the future going? Flying cars exist yet? Almost. NFTs. Yeah, yeah Ted we, we got these hold things hold hold called back. NFTs. <laughs> Perfect. Are there robots you can date? Because I already pre-ordered one. <laughs> yeah, they're ready. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Hopefully sooner than later. Your categories are Seed Money and the Fast and the Furiously Going to the Bathroom.
2: They also wow. invented deodorant in the 90s. Mr. Wow. <laughs> yeah,
3: Parker getting hit hot from all angles today.
0: <laughs> yeah, Unbelievable.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'll do the Fast
3: and Furiously Going to the Bathroom as its most accurate Good. That works great for me. Subway <laughs> has the most fast food locations in the world at over 41,000, followed closely by McDonald's. Which of these other top 10 chains has the most locations? Is it KFC, Dunkin', Domino's, or Burger King? Hmm. I don't think it's Dunkin'. Um
0: shit. You know, I'm going to go with
3: Dominoes. Is it Dominoes? Oh, I'm sorry. At only 17,000 locations, it lags behind KFC with 22,000. Oh, I forgot that one. Mm. Yeah, they're big in Asia. Yeah, they are. Can... Well, it looks like that as a in this one to me. Well, next up is Mike. The final category is Daryl Strawberry's autograph. It's fitting Fine. this falls in you because you were mentioned a few times in his autobiography. Um, we did have a couple encounters with young men. Would you care to comment on the accusations in the book? Uh, all true. All true. So Mike did take his drug test for him. That's why he failed his
1: Absolutely. drug test. Yeah. I told, right. him, I told him I was smoking the ganja at the time. He didn't listen. He thought it was just for Coke.
3: Yeah. And for some reason, it came as crack. Round of applause for
1: Mike. Got him good. I was a Yankees fan when he was on the Mets. What do you want?
3: Oh, well, there you have it. And your question is, On average, how many seeds are in a strawberry? Is it 50, 100, 200, or 400? I'm going to go with 200. 200. That sounds like a good guess because it is. It's 200. Come on. That was a good guess. (laughs) There he goes. Yes.
1: An educated guess, guess, which I'm
3: pretty damn good at these, Dan. Come on. Mike up. One, nothing, nothing. Dan has come back from the future. Dan, what's the even more distant future like?
2: I'll tell you right now, people are wearing this.
3: Really? How's, how is Burning Man?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Burning Man. Clearly, you're not from the future. That was actually the first thing the woman who sold this to me said. I was like, oh, man, it's like Halloween all year round. She's like, we're Burning Man. And I was like, you <laughs> I can't, It made me think of Pendlington.
3: It's true. It was One of my trips to the future, I went to uh, 2004's Burning Man. And uh, let me tell you, I forgot what year it was. And that brings us to halftime here. And on this halftime, we're going to introduce an entirely new segment to the show. Actually, Whoa. we're bringing back an old segment. And uh, does everyone have their jelly beans ready? You will need them for this round. Very, very good. Cause this round is the lightning round. We're bringing it back. Everyone loves it. We're doing it. So here are the rules.
0: these things are the worst.
3: (laughs) To my right are a list of answers. I'm going to give you questions. You have to pick out the answer that corresponds to it. If you raise your hand, you have a chance to answer it. If you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, you have to eat one of the jelly beans. For the folks at home, these jelly beans are prank jelly beans. Half of them taste disgusting. Half of them are pleasant. There's no way to tell them apart. No
2: (laughs) way. Smell oh, disgusting. Okay.
0: Look at look at the back for the the blue versus blue and the the breakdown. It's oh Jesus. It's awful. Dude, Dude my hands it. smelled like shit for like two days. Last time, <laughs> no
3: freebies on no. Wayne Mike Rollins lunch here. We're getting serious now.
1: Oh God!
3: <laughs> there it <laughs> is.
1: This literally smells like a hockey locker room after like back to back games. That might be so the rotten look, egg look, jelly Smells like I can't snacks. smell anything except shit and cookies, and this is clearly the former.
3: Parker's jacket <laughs> smells like the finest of perfumes, just to let you know, Dan. Oh, oh my God. This is yeah. great, this stench.
1: Holy so
3: shit. our category today is state snacks and desserts. I'm going to list a food, and it is either the state snack or the state dessert of one of these states on my whatever this side is in the reflection. Is it any time or one by one? We're going one by one. Um, Raise your hands if you got the answer. If you get it wrong, eat a jelly bean. If you get it right, you get a point. Everyone clear on the rules. Dangerous game. I am very
1: nervous here. We only (laughs) live
3: dangerous games here in life. So our first sub, uh, what are we doing? Yes, our first up food is popcorn. Popcorn. What about it? No one wants to guess, con That's state, the whole thing. We which of these states <laughs> is it? The state snack for popcorn, Mike. Illinois. Great
2: guess! It's Illinois. Ooh, baby. Well come done. On. Each that's time. not fair. You didn't even give us the options. They're right there. They're right next know? to me. <laughs> <laughs> right, put on those.
1: Dan, those goggles. It's
2: foggy. Put on your goggles. I there, did, come on, up, Dad. An ugly Parker.
1: Unbelievable. So I already won this game, right? Like I'm already chilling. There's seven
3: more to go, so you might still lose. Peach pie, Corey. Oh, the one I was
0: looking for is not even <laughs> South, Carolina. South
3: Carolina. Oh, I'm sorry, Dan. South Carolina. Oh, Corey, you <laughs> said it and you got it wrong anyway. <laughs> so I, I went it by, by fall. Fall.
0: I, I thought that
3: was I thought that was Georgia. Uh, well, no, it's actually, Mike, are you going to shoot a guess at this one? You know, I'm going to go with Delaware. Oh, Mike, that's the point. Unbelievable. Hey,
1: <laughs> someone's on fire today. That was Dan, such, I was such a Corey, without even
3: looking. Dan, yeah, eat a jelly bean. He got one wrong. Cool. Let's go. Dan is feeling disheartened. There he yeah. is. Next up is uh, tortilla
2: didn't have a bad one. Oh, that, was, yeah, was that was a one. good one.
3: That is, that is Dan's luck.
2: Yeah, like a good ones.
3: All right, let's do this. Tortilla chips is up next.
2: That was like a nice little like mango. That was actually really good. Corey. Oh,
3: Texas. That's right. Corey gets a point. Next up, boiled peanuts. Oh, I know this. Uh, I just, we did something on this. Uh, Dan.
2: Maine. Oh,
3: eat a jelly bean.
2: Why did I even volunteer? Corey like, or Mike? I mean. Mike. Maryland.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Corey.
0: I don't know why. I felt like it was something really obvious like New York. And we we're like, what the hell?
3: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's South Carolina.
0: Oh, wow. that's what it was. That's Great. why it was obvious. Yep. It was damn, Damn it. That one was not good. Okay. All
2: right.
3: <laughs>
0: so that's on.
2: There so me go. and Mike
0: both eat one?
2: Yep.
3: Everyone eats one. Everyone got one wrong there. Next up is Jell-O. Oh, my God. <laughs> Corey's out of this round. Yellow, Dan or Mike? Jello? <laughs> yep.
2: Mike, I have no clue. Two passes
3: here. I'm going to go with Utah. <laughs> uh, Utah. Unbelievable, Mike. You're hey, killing kind of it to today. On. And I mean, last, those... one on, last one oh on the list, God. blueberry pie.
0: Whoa. Blue I have nothing cow, to do man. with this.
3: Uh, Dan, you raise your hands. I. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You're wrong. The state you live in, unbelievable. <laughs> Eat a jelly bean, Mike or Corey. Corey. Blueberry uh, pie. I want nothing to do with this question. <laughs> that was so
2: I'll disgusting. Go with Maine. Mike, Corey, uh, I'm tempted oh to God. just swallow this without even chewing it. On, so I mean, <laughs> someone <laughs> today. Mike got that
3: right. It's me. I mean,
0: come on. And, you uh, know what I had? I ate. Um, It looks like I ate canned dog food. That's what I ate.
2: Oh, oh, that sounds
3: like a terrible one.
0: I just had coconut.
2: It wasn't bad. (laughs) Well,
3: that leads us uh, to our conclusion. Dan, I'm sorry. You (laughs) lost with zero points. (laughs) Corey, you had one. Mike, you had five. Way to go, buddy. Boom,
1: baby. Well, Parker, thanks for joining us, man. And we'll have to get both
3: these guys
1: heading into next week getting crushed with pranks. Dan, you are... You're in Parker. Does,
0: does Dan have to
3: eat one more jelly bean? I think so, at very least, since he forgot <laughs> his other packages. Why don't you throw two in your mouth right now? Two random ones at the same time. See what happens. Oh, wow. I'm not
2: throwing two in my mouth. You love saying <laughs> that to guys. You owe a punishment. Let's see it. <laughs> I'm doing one for a reason.
3: <laughs> Did Dan get lucky? He's going to get
0: like.
2: Uh, this is- what is. what, what, what color was it? I think I got canned dog food as well.
3: Yeah. It oh, wasn't yeah. great. And with that, this has been Win Mike Roland's Lunch. Mike is the champion. Way to go. We'll see you all next week. This is Parker Penlington saying don't spade in your dogs because you wouldn't want them to do it to you. See you then. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Conch. Thanks, Con. Thanks, Parker.
2: Didn't realize that uh, Parker was doing a Chewy ad at the end there. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And they're on cue,
1: Aasia. Asia, thanks for joining us.
4: No, no worries.
1: I, I was telling the guys, I've been a huge fan of Clubhouse. My friend Jake got me on there and the stock room chat. Um, my family's, my dad was in the stock market for his job. My brother and I are obsessed. And that was the first chat room I got introduced to. And I saw you were a moderator on there and it was phenomenal. I mean, you had a way of just keeping people in check and relaxed in a pretty chaotic chat room from what I gather. What, what was that like for you?
4: It's actually pretty fun because the one thing about chat rooms, if people come to who are serious about money, they know to be quiet when people who know about money are speaking. So in order to maintain order, it's like, hey, this is what we do. This is the format. Shit or get off the pot.
1: Literally. It was a bit nerve-wracking when I first got up there to mention a stock. I wanted to make sure I was just mentioning the name, the symbol, and then you know, getting myself off stage. It seems like that's easier said than done sometimes.
4: Well, so the, the good thing about it is the reason why we tell everyone to say the tickers is because that way, you know, we take notes, we capture notes. So that way, if you want to come back to it, I usually post it on my Instagram or on Twitter. So that way people who were in the room can capture the notes from the room. Like maybe they heard a stock that they really wanted to invest in or that they really wanted to do some research on. And that way, if they say the ticker, we make sure it's captured and then we can go find it later.
1: That's been a really great tool. I mean, some of those stocks have been phenomenal too. It's been interesting following them and seeing how much knowledge is in that room is
2: pretty crazy. Mike, did, did did you start that room?
4: Uh, David started that room I always co-lead it with him It's amazing Imagine that's
2: the one that's the one on Sundays Mike
1: mm-hmm. yeah every Sunday it's my favorite chat room
4: and so what would you I haven't
2: gotten there know Mike you've told me to get on there a few times so could you just kind of tell us what what it is exactly
4: it's literally named stocks you haven't heard about but you should learn about and it. yeah. it's, and even if it's you know even if it's something like a Tesla we all know about Tesla but some people don't even know what Tesla really is. What do they really do? Where is their, where are they researching? What are they building? You know, who funds them? What type of, what, what is their supply chain? Like where do they get the mining devices from? Like where are they pulling their nickel from? And we really start to pull apart the chain and the supply chain of all these different companies and figure out which ones are the best ones to invest in. You know, if we're looking at their market cap, we're reading their projection sheets and it's, it's pretty cool.
1: Asia, how would you say, it's been fascinating to me the way clubhouse is structured, how would you say the whole dividing up people that actually know what they're talking about and people that don't when it comes to, I know there's been so many different rooms started, we we toyed around with starting a room that we've played around with a couple times, but I'm curious to hear your intake on just what that looks like as this thing grows.
4: So the one thing about the stock room is I don't care if you're an expert or not. I don't like your expertise has no bearing because one, you shouldn't be giving out financial advice for free if you're an expert. For sure. But, But two, there are people who invest every single day who just do their own type of research and make really good decisions and calls, or they just might know about, they might be in a different part of the world and have visibility on a different company based off what they're doing in their country. So it's, it's really just a meeting of the minds and everyone gathering and coming together, sharing that information.
1: Yeah, it really is cool just to see the synergies there and also just connecting with people that you might never have even come across. I was telling these guys, even having you on this podcast, I think that's the positivity I take these days. I know social networks get a lot of bad rep for, you know, there is a lot of negativity around FOMO effect and people feeling stressed, but- there are still positives. I think when social networking started, Aisha, it was to really be able to connect with people that you probably never would have before.
4: I met people who I literally work with on the same team on Clubhouse. Oh, wow. Which is weird because <laughs> I, I, I connected um, with Roxy. Roxy, is an she's an elected councilwoman in Maryland, but she also works at Microsoft. And come to find out, we're literally in the same org. And she's like, why, so haven't, why haven't we ever met each other? And I was like, I have no idea. So wow. I've been meeting people all over in my space and other spaces, people who I've been actively collaborating with in and out of work. Like it's it's a force multiplier. Serious what part.
0: do you think? What do you think the future of Clubhouse looks like post-pandemic?
4: It'll probably be um bigger. You think it'll be bigger? I think so because I what I've noticed is a lot of people are taking their clubhouse relationships off the platform and then back into the platform. Why do you think that is? People are finding people who they never would have had access to. And so now, hypothetically speaking, I meet you, you know, I meet Mike on Clubhouse and I'm like, hey, Mike, how you doing? Oh, Mike, you're in San Diego, too. Cool. Let's meet up and have a beer. Me and Mike, you know, we meet up and we have a beer and then we just start talking business. He's like, hey, you know, I have this podcast. And I'm like, oh, dude, I have this podcast, too. And we just start talking shop. So what happens? We like, hey, we should bring our podcast together and do a live stream on Clubhouse.
0: Got it. Yeah. That, that makes a ton
1: of sense. Yeah. It, it, really, it's, it's just the power of connection. And I think people, there's such a pent up demand now for human contact more than ever.
4: You know and- what? I think Spotify would be the perfect person, the perfect entity to buy Clubhouse. Yeah, mm.
1: absolutely. Wow. Never thought of that.
2: That's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if they'll do that. They've been pretty aggressive with their acquisitions. That wouldn't surprise me.
4: They are number one for podcasting right now.
2: Yep. And, oh, that and, that
4: would be
1: a perfect synergy. I kept thinking Facebook, but you're spot on. Spotify,
4: Facebook can't do it. They're they're too busy buying all their other competitions, and they're too busy <laughs> trying to acquire, trying to create that technology for themselves. Facebook Spaces now, all that craziness.
1: Yeah, hey, I mean, it would be can you touch on that a bit because you're you're at a huge behemoth being Microsoft. What can, we're always fascinated. We don't, we've never worked at a large company like that. And what is it like being at such a large company when it comes to decision making and just what, how do you feel working at a company like that?
4: Um, it's a hell of a change from the Marine Corps. I will say that, <laughs> but, um, Seriously. everybody has a voice. I really like it. It's like, Hey, I have this wild ass idea can I try this? Actually, it's not even, can I try this? I always tell my manager, Hey, I'm going to require slow. Yes. Instead of a fast. No, this is my idea. I'm going to go run an experiment. Okay. And you know, you, you either take what you've learned and you apply it forward or you fail really fast and be like, Hey guys, I tried this. Don't ever do that. It doesn't work.
1: See, that's so incredible having the tools at your disposal to be able to do that. Where And you're given the green light where it's like, hey, we need to try things here or we can't evolve and adapt.
4: I think we all have those tools, though. The only, only thing that stops us is us.
1: Hey, we had you on at the right time, Aisha. We're at that point in our business, even we're in the food delivery business and we're constantly we're up against Uber Eats and DoorDash. We're not a VC backed company, but we're always thinking it's on us to empower people and figure out how to distinguish ourselves.
4: That doesn't come
1: from anywhere else. What's your niche? Our niche has been college towns and communities and being more affordable for restaurants. But now we're kind of thinking we have to generate new experiences for college kids that has nothing to even do with ordering food maybe. So our whole we've always been guerrilla marketing people. We got into this industry at the way infancy of the space. And now we're up against behemoths. It's like the David versus Goliath. But you, say, you said it best. It really comes down to self-confidence when you think about it. And it's it's on you. We all have it in us.
4: Where are you, where are you located? Like where are you based? Boulder. We're based in Boulder. Oh. oh, y'all got some really good advantages.
1: It's, yeah, you well, know, it's a blessing and a curse, I think. I think it's great that we're there, but it also is a target on our backs because it's a tech hub. So, you know, it, it's challenging. But hey, that's that's part of the game, Aisha. I think it's just as in entrepreneurship, it's just figuring out how to put a piece to a moving puzzle. And there's always a way to do it, but sometimes you have to do things that might seem insane at the time.
4: You're in Colorado, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marijuana is legal, right?
2: Yeah. Been there. We've been we've, we've been, been, been talking we've about been that. <laughs> have
4: have you ever like seen Speedy Weedy?
0: Uh, I we know it. But we know similar services ease and, you know, similar concepts. And I know we've talked about trying to get a license for a while. It's something we're definitely exploring.
4: Okay, hmm. Dora. <laughs> nice. There you go. You're, there, you're there's like, on, it's
1: and, easier yeah. said
4: than done. I do know that yeah, but for you you walk loop.
1: the walk. Can you kind of take us through your journey from even getting into the Marine Corps and how that even got you to Microsoft? Because talk about someone that's put themselves out there. Time and time again, it's you.
4: So I started in the air force. I did four years in the air force and I was a mortician. And when I joined the Marine Corps, the one thing that I required was like, I just want a job where the people talk back, like just let the people talk back. Came into the Marine Corps. I was here 12 years. And then one day I literally walked into work and I decided I'm going to get out the Marine Corps and go to Microsoft. And it, I, I named Microsoft by name. There was no plan B because plan A was going to work. And that's so cool. I looked at everything that I needed to get to Microsoft. Like, who do I need to meet? Who do I need to, where do I need to be? How can I get in front of certain people in certain fields? I did a little bit of LinkedIn stalking. Like, all right, cool. Got it. This person works here. This is what they're in charge of. Start reading up on the technology. Who, you know, knock a certification. out. I'm a really good test taker. And really just like, all right, it's going to be all or nothing. I have one opportunity to get in front of somebody and smile until I get hired. What am I gonna do with that opportunity? And I just took it and went for it. And I invested a lot of time in myself and trying to figure out what works. So I just started doing projects and failing at projects just to figure out how to get better. And as I kept failing, I was like, all right, cool. Let me try this. And I just kept adding to it and adding to it and changing things. And it was I was able to speak to my failures and how I got through them and kept building upon them to make it even better. And I really think that's what kind of differentiated me and got me through the door. My thought process is way different. I don't, I don't. There's no such thing as I can't do it. Like impossible might take some time, but it's it's possible, and that's just how I move.
1: I love that you said. Like I, I am so in agreement with what you just broke down with. All eggs in one basket. There's no plan B. Plan A will work. I, I think that's absolutely phenomenal because. I've so many times over the years, Aisha, even heard from people close to me, they're like, "Oh, well, you could always have a backup plan." And then it's like, "Well, then you don't believe in what you're even doing." Mm-hmm. What what backup plan? That doesn't make sense going into that.
4: That that's how I view it. If I if I plan for a backup, then it's taking time away from me planning for my my vision. And mm. if I have to if I have to take away from my vision to visualize something else, then it's just a distraction. So if I want to stay focused, it's like, "No. This is going to work." That's it. And then I put all my effort into that.
1: Wow. That's really fascinating. That, it's enlightening, too. It's cool hearing that because I feel that way. And sometimes I'm like, am I just being absolutely ignorant here? And clearly not. Because you have to have conviction when you're doing anything. And if you don't, you're
4: in the wrong lane. Look at the first person who, like, bought Bitcoin. Everybody probably told him, you're stupid. You just spent $2,000 on Bitcoin. Where is that person now?
2: <laughs> right, oh, It runs an island. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, mm-hmm. that belief system, it, and it starts with you, you're right. Mm-hmm. So what are your day-to-day responsibilities like now at Microsoft?
4: Some of it can't talk about, but um, okay. My, I work with the military, so I work in the military space, um, collaborating with my compadres, talking to my colleagues, developing new things, figuring out ways to, to break things and make things better. I like. Do we to, have like, some
1: crazy stuff coming in the pipeline, Ayesha?
4: I'm not at. Live. What is this? Roller, roller skates? Look at these roller skates. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's, it's crazy. Microsoft, Look. obviously, such a behemoth of a company. I didn't even know they worked with the military. I mean, I, I should know that. Like mm-hmm. they're probably making a robotic military, but I didn't actually know that there was a partnership with the military there.
4: So there's an entire federal part of Microsoft. So, so there's Microsoft Corporation and Microsoft Federal. And they all, it's all one Microsoft, but we specifically focus on the DOD, um, national security, all that stuff.
1: Is that what had your target on them when you wanted to, when you said I'm working at Microsoft, is that what appealed to you coming out of Marines?
4: Mm -mm. I didn't want to come over to the federal side at all. I had no desire when I first came, I went straight to corporation and I was in uh, engineering and I loved being in engineering and it was fun. And at some point. Uh, coming up on my two year mark, I said I want to give back to the community in which I came from because we have all this amazing technology. We're doing amazing things with it. How can I take what I know and apply it to a community that I love to help them do things better and safer. So yeah. I came over wow. here. It's been it's been fun. It's been, it's, it's been a hell of a learning experience and I love it.
1: But I yeah. could tell you I could see you're in your spot. Like it's uh, how long have you been there? <laughs>
4: At Microsoft? Yeah. I hit two years last month.
0: Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, congrats. Are, you. Do you fully work from home or just because of the pandemic?
4: Even before the pandemic, Even before um, that. I was in Redmond for six months and then my wife came back from Japan. She's stationed out here in Cali. So I was like, um, can I work from home? And my team was 100% remote anyway that I came to for engineering, 100% remote. So we were all working from home. So when the pandemic hit, it was just business as usual for us.
1: Oh, so you didn't even miss a beat. That's Mm -hmm. incredible. And speaking of which, Japan's my favorite country. Japan's dope. Oh, man. that I mean, huge Japanese food fan. The culture there. My family went a few years ago. I want to go back quickly.
4: The island or mainland? Okinawa or mainland?
1: We did not do Okinawa. We did everything else, I believe. Dan, where did we... Where did we not go? We didn't go to Okinawa, right? That was the one place. <coughs> that's you. That's- um,
2: yeah, that was, I think, the only place. You but yeah, go.
1: we did Kyoto. We did the got whole Hiroshima. It was pretty I, crazy.
4: Yeah, I had a good time in Japan, too. I actually and got I, to go back after I left the military as a Microsoft employee. Oh,
1: that must have been an awesome. experience. And Aisha, I see you're from Queens originally, and now you've worked your way all the way west to San Diego. For starters, I mean, being in the food industry, we have to ask you, you have any favorite restaurants back East in New York?
4: So if I'm going to go to New York City, I'm going to go to Jamaica, Queens. I'm going to go to Jamaica Avenue and I'm going to go to Margarita's Pizza anytime I go home.
1: Oh, margarita's. Yeah. Got to check it out. That's, that's, the, that's, go-to. that's, that's the go-to. And, uh, you can't beat New York pizza. Do you have any good pizza out in San Diego?
4: Yeah, they're actually, actually, yes, there is one by my house that I found that I really like, and I don't want to tell people that I like it because I'm going to have to compete. My wait times, are, but it's really good pizza, and the dude's from New York who makes it, so he kind of has that New York twist on it. That's the K. Uh, they always are.
1: And do you have time. any like go-to favorite restaurant in San Diego, like your top spot?
4: It depends on what I'm eating because mm. I, I can't I can't put them all together. If I want Indian, like there's an Indian joint that I go to. If I want breakfast, I'm going to like Snooze. If I want brunch, hey. I'm going to Tom Ham's Lighthouse. If I'm
0: We have Snooze uh in Denver. I love Snooze. Denver. Yeah.
1: We're doing That's we got to cool. get out and hang with you in San Diego, Aisha. That's like uh, the most gorgeous place in the country. Yeah. That's it
4: perfect is. Perfect weather. The only place um what is it? Sydney, Australia has parallel weather to San Diego. Really? That's We're on the same line on the equator. That's amazing. Fun fact. Do you
1: think you'll stay out there? Probably. It's your spot. My
4: my wife asked me like two days ago. She said, do you want to go back to New York? I said, I don't want to shovel snow ever. Is she from (laughs)
1: New York as well?
4: from She's from Mississippi. She's from like the coast of Mississippi. So like the bay, the water. She's surrounded by beach.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Where did you meet her?
4: Uh, Where did did I meet my wife? Originally, (laughs) (laughs) the first time I ever saw my wife was online. It was on Instagram. And oh, then wow. one day she walked past me in real life and she, Get spoke, out to of here. she spoke to me and I didn't know what to say. That's Wait, so you,
0: and you didn't know her or did you know that you've seen her on Instagram when you met her in real life?
4: I knew I had seen her on Instagram when I met her in real life. That's crazy. That's just yeah. destiny. Yeah. Wow. See, I, I told her the same thing. I was like, I told her, I told her the first month we to were together. I was like, I'm going to marry you. It's like five years <laughs> later. I told her, I was like, I'm, I'm going to marry you.
1: See, that? Is, that is That's awesome. hearing that. That gives me hope.
4: <laughs> yeah. Like, I yeah.
0: I wish I had a, just, I wish I knew just had conviction
1: like that. That's amazing. Well, I think Aisha's giving us all more conviction just off this podcast. I, I think yeah, this seriously, is, you're getting us all pumped.
4: Yeah. So, what, what are you going to do with your podcast next? next?
1: You know, Aisha, growing up, I wanted to be a sports announcer and things kind of switched gears. And we figured when the pandemic started, this would be a cool way to just, kind of keep in touch with people, community build. And it really, it was an inbound marketing tool more than anything. And I, I think we've had a lot of fun with it on the side. We go live every Monday. I don't, I really don't know what we're planning on doing with the podcast specifically yet. It's been a blast though. We've been really having fun, you know, having different guests on and keeping in touch with them. I think that's been the coolest part of this for me.
0: Yeah. Just learning every week from different entrepreneurs has been awesome. And we got a cool little game show segment in the middle. It's really funny. We go from like a comedy segment to like a super serious, you know, sit down with an entrepreneur. It's pretty funny.
4: Nice. It's true.
0: And,
1: and it gets us thinking, you know, like you'll bring up something and then we get off and we're like, wow, that just made me think of a great idea for our business. So I, I think that's, what's cool about how the world goes round. Everybody has their own lens and they bring something unique to the table that a lot of times it really coincides with other people's journeys directly or indirectly. I love it. How about you, Aisha? I know you recently got a podcast started. What's going on with that?
4: So I'm going to release it on Wednesday Nice. and it is, is so interesting. I have, I have met some very interesting people through podcasting as well. Um, and I just love hearing people's stories that that's the thing about me. So, um, my, my podcast is called the butterfly revolution because it's, I'm I'm a big believer in the butterfly effect. Like little things create big changes, and I've just I've met some amazing people. Just hearing entrepreneurs who literally had four dollars in their pockets and decided to get on like a Webull account and invest three dollars and fifty cents a day and started day trading, you know, a dollar at a time until they started day trading two dollars a day to two thousand a day and really just building their fortune off of that. Like it's, it's wow. just, it's just awesome when you get to hear people and like, like for, for instance, what made you start your business?
1: You know, I, I think at the time it was just a constant restlessness and wanting to do, I, I just knew I wasn't employable in college. Like I was that kid that just had too much energy and no, not enough passion for a specific thing that I could be hired for. And I, I it stressed me out, I had like a midlife crisis at 18.
0: Also, and Mike <laughs> yeah. was coming from New Jersey and, uh, you know, I went to great. school in school at in Indiana university. And at the time Google wasn't really a thing. And there is where we went to college. There was like no restaurants that really showed delivery or barely any restaurants delivered and he just put all the restaurants on a single platform and just worked and yeah. he just it, filled the need. It was those early
1: internet days, Aisha, where there were still the big yellow book, those Bell Atlantic yellow books. And people would collect menus and they'd be all over the dorms on the floors. And I'd be like, wait, what is this? This doesn't make sense. And, uh, you know, we we were ahead of the time at the time. And I think that's always awesome when you can do something before it gets saturated. Mm -hmm. And it's been quite the run. We've had a a nice 16-year journey. And it'll be interesting to see. We've got some interesting things going on. I love where your uh, marijuana angle is. We've definitely looked into that. And, you know, after a while, when you compete with Uber over and over again, it builds up resilience. You know, Mm -hmm. it just makes you a different type of person.
4: Yeah, you just find a different type of market. Like, because like my thoughts went to it went to marijuana. It went to like the elderly community because the pandemic showed that Mm -hmm. the supply chain for the elderly was broken. They weren't getting fed. They weren't getting food. They weren't getting anything. Like oh, you yeah. just being able to pivot into little pockets where, you know, you might not necessarily have been able to before you never thought to before.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well, when we actually started expanding, that's kind of what our model was. We went to random cities that really didn't have much of a delivery service presence in them and all of our markets kind of, honestly, most of our markets, we were first to market, even expanding in 2015, 2016 which is pretty nuts.
1: Ayesha, what would you say somebody that's looking to do, take a leap of faith in life, whether it's a new venture or a new career, what piece of advice would you give them if they're just hesitant?
4: Just jump, who cares where you land? I mean, I that. Just, yeah, seriously. That's, just jump, if, if like people who, how do I say it? The The overly cautious, actually correction, The people who leap and jump, the courageous people, they die one time, like one time. But the overly cautious people who don't do anything and they tiptoe through life and they tiptoe through everything else, they never live at all. You're right.
1: Hey, and that sums up the, it's like, why not? Like, what's the worst that
4: happens there? Just, what's the the worst, if you've ever been in a bar, right? Mm -hmm. And you see a girl and you say, hey, do you wanna go out on a date? And she says no. What do you do?
2: Answer the next one. <laughs> you're in the same place you were before actually. <laughs> Did you lose Did it? You're like, I think, the only person in the world that I would sit with on an airplane, and you can convince me to jump out with a parachute. It was just your whole tone of voice. And <laughs> I know. Words. Just, you're just right. on, Dan. Just And he's jump. definitely afraid I mean, like, of what? So, That's literally what I'm thinking. While you've yeah. been talking, I've been thinking like – Can go jump out of a plane,
0: dude. I swear (laughs) my life I was thinking the same thing, and I'm also I am scared of heights, like that is my biggest fear. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so funny you said that. Have you jumped
4: out of a
1: plane a ton of times?
4: Not a ton of times, but I have jumped out of a plane. What is that like? Um (laughs) the first time it was like, all right, God, I'm too close to you for you not to hear me. Um I want to be able to talk about this tomorrow. <laughs> and you, you know what? You just you just breathe in and you just let go. And you just enjoy that moment. And you feel a lot in one time. But once you actually focus on what's happening, you it's just such a relaxing moment. So. I
0: have a question. How quick were you to do it again?
4: I didn't have a choice. I, it was very quick to do it again.
0: <laughs> oh, you didn't have a choice.
4: I was very quick to do it again, but I would do it again. Like That's what I
0: mean. I guess. I guess willingly, you yeah. would do it again.
4: Yeah. But, now that now that I don't have to, if I have to make the choice to do it, I would do it again. Mm,
1: I might have to jump out of a plane now. Seriously,
4: it'll, ch- it'll change your perspective.
1: For sure. That's. I mean, Aisha, sure. you've already helped change our perspective here. This has been incredible. Before no, we have sure. you off here, what's uh, what would you say last meal on Earth? Like your ultimate cheat, cheat meal?
4: I'm somewhere between. Jumbo crab ravioli.
1: Wow. Specific. <laughs> I love that. I love, that sounds like a lethal combo.
4: And uh, what else? What else do I really like? I don't know, maybe some, it'd have to be something from the East Coast too. And I'm somewhere between a cheesesteak from Philly, pizza from New York, or some Chinese food. Chinese Chinese, Chinese food. food. But it has I to be Chinese be food from New York. Yeah, yeah. Chinese food is way different than like West Coast Chinese food.
1: It's tough to find good Chinese outside in New York. There's some those dumplings are unbelievable.
4: No, so I hate to say it. Seattle has better dumplings. No way. Yes. Washington has better. There's a place in Redmond that has the most amazing dumplings. But when it makes sense, yeah. Yeah. And doesn't
0: San Francisco have really good Chinese food as well? Seattle Mm -hmm.
4: and
2: San Francisco. So I've
4: heard, I, 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 I can't trust West Coast Chinese food. I can do West Coast <laughs> tacos all day. Yeah, 100 um, percent I don't trust anything
2: about San Francisco.
4: <laughs> I can't do the, the Chinese food here. You no, know, there's, I,
2: not, I, there's I, not great tacos on
0: the East Coast either.
4: No, that's why you no. can get them here.
0: You gotta go. Yeah. Well, hopefully we could
1: all break bread or chopsticks soon in person. I'm down. Me too. I'm Love down. to connect and so. Aisha, we really appreciate the time. Where can our viewers find you?
4: You can find me on Instagram at tech underscore Picasso. I mean, come Wednesday, you can find me on your, your local podcast channel at the Butterfly Revolution.
1: Can't wait to tune in. Love it. Yeah. Right well, on. We but really appreciate you. the time, Aisha. And um pumped to hopefully meet you soon. And we'll be tuning in, of course, to those stockroom room chats and anything else you're moderating on there.
2: Right on. Thanks, guys. For sure. Thank Thanks. you. Enjoy the day. Followed you on Instagram.
4: Yay. Yeah. I'll hit you back.
1: Enjoy the day, Aisha.
4: All right. Bye, guys.
1: Take care. Bye. That was fun, guys. She's awesome. Aisha's great. That She really pumped me up. And I think when we, you know, we've talked offline, I didn't want to, well, I mean, we're still so- on air here, but she really juiced me. I know you guys know I've already been just looking for a little more of an excuse to pull the trigger here for us to go full throttle on this. But Aisha just did that. Well, Where mutual, it's literally that whole hey, what are you like? Why not? What what are mutual, you not doing here?
0: Mutual friend with uh, Zeke Thomas, who I went to IU with. That's Lauren Thomas's brother. So that's interesting. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and uh, remember, uh, Isaiah Thomas actually just bought majority stake in, uh, in a you know in a weed company too, and he's really? now the CEO. Yeah, it's called One One World Pharma. He's oh, the CEO. Yeah, he's a CEO now.
1: Maybe there's some synergies there for us to tap into the whole Isaiah Thomas world with the green.
2: Yeah, seriously. He? Yeah. Well, to me, we got it. Yeah,
1: well,
0: Lauren, close with Lauren for sure.
1: Guys, we we should really look into making a real attempt at marijuana here. I don't know what. Uh-huh. Like,
0: what are we not doing? That?
2: Let's do it. Well, hasn't it just yeah. been
0: like with the license and,
2: and whatnot? Yeah, there's there's a there's a few hoops we definitely gotta go through. It's not as simple as just like going around and signing up vendors. We got all stuff figure out. I mean, we could talk more about this off of the podcast, that's but fun. yeah, yeah, there's it's you know, there's more steps that we have to take in order to be able to do it.
0: But yeah, that's so. just so appealing with our Colorado market.
2: 100 yeah, I mean, percent and it'll soon be all markets, even like staff. <laughs> Well, I even, think we gotta get on that. Let's even do it. Jer- jerseys. Oh, coming. I'm, gonna, I'm sure. gonna get this call out. I'm gonna I'm gonna log off here. I'll talk to you all right, let's guys. All right, all in
1: the broadcast. Um, thanks for jo- tuning in. Subscribe to us at Bootstrapped in the Trenches, and we'll see you next time
0: strapped in the trenches, making moves going all out, everyday handle business, you know that the hustle don't stop, got my team, let's get it, reviewing books and talk stocks, steady keep it moving, so you gon' wanna tune in, get low down it's an app, get local food on demand, delivery right to your home, everything in the palm of your hand, took hard work and dedication,
4: come through, join the conversation, this is history up in the making, we just wanna be an inspiration, Hey, let's go.